Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Phil Hay Monday Club, brought to you on Tuesday this time by The Athletic and The Square Ball. Dan Moylan here from The Square Ball. Phil Hay from The Athletic on Zoom in just a moment or two. Uh, for a limited time, you can get 15% off the big three legal services from our sponsor, uh, Levi Solicitors. That's Wills, Probate and Conveyancing. Or get in touch with them, quote, Monday Club, when you um, when you contact them. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash Monday Club. Of course, you can get your regular 10% off legal fees on everything else, uh, including legal services for you personally and for your business. It's levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash Monday Club. Phil, 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 Phil. Uh, we wondered um, not so long ago if Leeds were heading back towards normality. And in a sense, they are, because this is kind of the regular thing that Leeds do, isn't it? Just when you think they're getting normal. Don't say a word. Let me start the 15-minute timer on you then. So we've got to digest the events of um, Monday night against Liverpool in 15 minutes flat. So here we go. How much is a will with Levi's solicitors? <laughs> I feel like it may, may be a good idea. I'm, I'm just looking in the background there. Somebody did me after my operation a canvas, um, Hay 92, which um, marked the number of staples I had in my head after my brain off about two years ago. And last night was right up there with having those 92 staples taken out. They're in real trouble, aren't they? And it's... It's been such a confusing two weeks since the win over Nottingham Forest when, and maybe we're to blame for this, but we were talking, I think someone used the word normality, didn't they? And it, it did feel as if Grassi was starting to inject some organisation and some sense into this team and, and was making them settle down in, in a way which seemed to be opening the door to, to safety. But it's been a bad, bad week between the Palace and, and Liverpool games. And I don't think you can even really excuse last night by saying it was Liverpool. I know they've had a poor season. They do still have a good squad. And and I think when they play like they did last night, they have the capacity to, to look very impressive. But as the game went on, Leeds made it incredibly easy for them. And it really isn't the first time this season that we've seen a, a concerted start and actually quite a decent performance I felt for half an hour 35 minutes up until the first goal but then once the first goal goes in it's it's a complete collapse and I know there was the goal from Sinister in the second half but that was really a nice finish but it was presented to him by um, Kanati dwelling on the ball they looked like they were going to score every time they went forward and unfortunately the same was true of, um, of Crystal Palace in the second half as well and one of our podcasts I was asked last night how worried should people be about this? And I think on the basis that Grassi himself is sitting saying, I don't really have an explanation for this, tells you everything you need to know, should 100% be be worried. And it feels again now like quite a long road to the point of being safe. Yeah, I went to bed quite accepting of it, trying not to get too upset, probably just numb to what had happened for the second time in a few in a few days. But I've woke up more angry this morning, I think I, just, I feel quite resentful towards the board, the ownership, Victor Auto, the recruitment, and the players for being what, quite frankly, quite spineless. Phil, uh, is that what you you take away from 
the sort of performance that the players are putting in. Well, if you, if you read the piece that we published this morning, one of the questions it asks is, do they have players who are going to step up with this and players who are going to deliver? Do they have the, the people they need in the squad who, who who can carry them at a time when it is feeling like it's, it's heading towards crisis mode? And I have to be honest, I'm I'm not convinced, you know, and, and it's impossible to be convinced on the basis of the last two games. They, they are still outside um, the bottom three, and, and for as long as that's the case, you know, it, it, it is kind of under control. But they're going to have to turn it on over the next week. And there are some difficult games in that. Fulham is no gimme. Bournemouth away is going to be extremely difficult. Massive amounts raiding on Leicester at home next Tuesday now. And then after that, you know, it's it's off to City where I think uh, we we'll probably all accept that it's, it's not going to happen um, realistically. In in the period I was away last week, but in that period there was the news about the award by FIFA to John Kevin Augustine, the the um, twenty five million pounds or thereabouts for breach of contract, and I think Augustine has, has come to be an emblem of the fact that for so long at Leeds, certainly in the the you know the main part of Bia, the BLC era, it felt as if everything was going well, everything was working. Leeds were kind of moving forward at a hundred miles an hour and and felt or looked a, a little bit unstoppable. And they've they've kind of diverted onto a route where nothing seems to be going well and nothing seems to be working as it as it needs to, you know, and, and things are going wrong, like, you know, the, the the award to Augustine, which if it stands up and if he gets what the, the money that FIFA says he's owed, you know, that the cost of that's going to be £40 million for a player who who didn't didn't even sign for the club. And that goes down, I think, comfortably as Leeds worst ever signing. And I was saying on BBC Leeds last night that Hard pressed really to find a transfer anywhere else in the game, which is you know as, as costly as that one for for what you've had in return. So when you talk about resentment and you know demoralised feeling, I I do totally get that. And you know there, there was some booing at half time last night, although I think some of that will have been related to the first goal, which was undeniably contentious, and I thought should have been should have been ruled out. And clearly that changes the tone of the game. But even so, it doesn't excuse the fact that you just capitulate in the same way that, that you did against Crystal Palace. But by the end of the game, for the second time in, in eight days, you know, Elland Road was three quarters empty. And there was a sort of apathetic, kind of resigned mood around the place. And I don't think anybody feels like this is over, you know, or, or that they're beyond the point of no return. But what confidence can you really take from the last two fixtures? Do you agree that when that second goal went in, that was Leeds United pretty much done? And I know we scored after that, yeah. which then led into the third goal by Liverpool. It felt to me at 2-0, everyone just kind of went, ah, well, that's that one done then. Yeah, absolutely. And then there was the, the little flurry for a few minutes where Sinistera scores and Harrison makes that block up by the corner flag um, and, and the crowd get engaged again. But Liverpool looked like they could score as many as they wanted to last night. And as the second half went on, the, the extent to which they were toying with Leeds was worse than it should be. It's not that they're not a talented team and, and that they can't be very, very good on the day, but you look for some level of competitive performance, don't you? And it just wasn't there. I mean, there are questions all over the team at the moment about form, a lot being asked of, of Melier, another six goals conceded by him last night. Ailing was out of the team last night. Christensen came into the team. I don't think you could say in any way that, that that change worked, even though I think it was inevitable that Grassi was going to have to look at what was going on at right back and, and had to look at, at Ailing's form. But again, this this comes back to that question you asked. You know, who, who's going to deliver here? You know, who's going to step up? I don't think there is a player in the squad quite like Rafinha, you know, who, who, 
who could kind of carry you when everything else was was going wrong. You know, I'm sort of writing this morning about Jorginho Ruta and his total lack of impact um, since he arrived. And, you know, thinking back to that period, that season under Simon Grace and when the, the keep calm and pass the Snowgrass t-shirt started the period. And that's how it is when a team's in decline or, or a team are struggling and have hit mediocre or poor levels. You, you do start to search for individuals who are going to be able to rise above it all. And I think it's, it's questionable at the moment as to whether Leeds have those players. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Where do we go from here? And <laughs> across the course of this week, heading into the, to the Fulham game, which we'll preview over on the Phil Hayes Show on the athletic feed um, later in the week? It's a good question because after both the last two games, we've, we've sat and asked Gracia, what's the problem? Why is this happening? Why have they gone from looking actually pretty composed and pretty orderly in his initial stint as manager to, to looking suddenly like they've they've lost the plot? And he did seem a bit shell-shocked last night. I think he, he said he can't remember at any stage of his, um, his career losing 5-1 and 6-1 back to back and and it's clearly come as a shock to him. I mean he, what he is trying to avoid is is digging players out individually. You know, he he did reflect on the first goal last night by saying look you all saw what I saw. Uh, I think that was his way of saying, you know, that should have been handball against Alexander Arnold. I think it, it ought to have been I think that should have been disallowed. But and and I think this was a, a key point to make. When you then go on to concede six, you can't really sit moaning about the first goal even if it has had an influence, you know, from that point on, you you just haven't competed. And if you don't, then you then you can lose the game. 
But he said, you know, because when he said, I, you know, I don't have an explanation for this, I asked him, well, doesn't that make it difficult to fix? You know, if if, if it's not clear what's going on. And, and he just said, look, I, I only really want to be critical of my own performance. You know, my own performance as a coach, that's the only thing I, I want to, to pick holes in. But you would think that there are going to have to be changes again before Fulham. Uh, the issue is, what, what does he actually do? I think, you know, you can get Nonto into the team. You've got people like um, Somerville and so on. Um, Verbo was on the bench last night, and I think if he's fully fit, has got to play because they need something at Fulham this weekend. They, they really do. But it's it seems difficult to me that, you know, on the back of a night like that yesterday, um, you can leave it unchanged. He's going to have to have a rethink and he's going to have to try and restore a bit of confidence to players who must be very low on it at the moment. I'm probably clutching at straws here, Phil, but um, is an away game probably preferable? Get him away from the pressure of playing at Ellen Road. Get him on the road, I do wonder. Um, possibly just a question we can leave hanging there. I just, um, I wonder, is, is Javi Gracia too defensive? Has he been too defensive over the last couple of games? The leads need to be a bit more front foot because those grumbles started again, didn't they, last night? And I think some of the boos that uh, that happened at halftime were because we were just standing off, 2-0 down and standing off. Yeah. I think at 2-0 down, it, it had to change. Um, and there was a, a bit more aggression at the start of the first, uh, start of the second half when the, the Sinistera goal came. Again, I mean, I, I don't know, you, you tell me, but I thought the game was shaping up okay until the first concession. Leeds had had a couple of chances. They hadn't given Liverpool a, a huge amount. They were definitely, definitely starting to feel the heat a bit, particularly down um, down Liverpool's right, their left on, on Philpo's side of the pitch. But it was, you know, it, it was relatively orderly. And I don't think in, in those minutes, the crowd, there was much in the way of dissent from the crowd. It felt like quite a competitive toe-to-toe game, even though Liverpool were seeing plenty of the ball. But no, you're absolutely right. Things needed to switch at 2-0 and needed to switch pretty drastically because that period towards the end of the first half where, you know, Liverpool were just um, knocking it about, you were sat there thinking to yourself, they could do this all night. You know, if they do this all night, then it's a it's an easy easy win for them. And I guess if you look at the way in which Leeds were picked apart, would it have made sense to take Liverpool on at their own game and to have gone after them? I don't know. Perhaps it would have ended in the same way. But I guess when the scoreline is 6-1, you have to say that the tactical plan as it was did not deliver anything. It wouldn't have made much difference, would it ultimately uh, come the shakedown? The thing with that, and I said this on the match ball, the thing with standing off is that you've got to be faultless in defence and yeah. deadly when your chances come. And we were neither of those things. So it's... It almost felt like a uh, a case of if Liverpool get one proper sniff, then they're going to score, and so it proved. I mean, I agree, obviously, the first one, one shouldn't have stood, but when you're going to concede six, it's fair to assume that you would have conceded at some point across the game anyway, isn't it? But this is the problem. They're not a good team, and they haven't been a good team for two years now. And even though it's Grassi's job to take, you know, take the position, make them better, improve what he's got... It's not an easy ask that because you are inheriting players who, you know, have been out of form for quite a while, won't have much confidence in the way this season has gone, won't have drawn much confidence from many of the results because there haven't been, there hasn't been enough in the way of, of results, um, and and players who you know are probably fatigued by a second relegation battle. I mean, I certainly feel it, and you, you must feel this in the stands, a bit of exhaustion really about this happening again and and having to go through this for, for a second time. I think what I was saying about the kind of apathy at the end of the game, I, I do think there is a little bit of resignation and, and not a small amount of frustration either at the, at the way this has been allowed to go. But 
you, you are in circumstances and a few clubs have tried to do this you know quite a few clubs who've changed coach changed manager where you're saying look this team's not doing well the season's not going well you try and you try and improve it you try and make it better and I think in order for it to go well longer term for Gracia he had to make a big impact and he absolutely had to keep them up and he had to do it in a way that looked um that looked impressive but I do sympathise with the job of taking on a squad like this and and suddenly having to click your fingers and 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 get something good from them. Yeah, I do agree with that point. I'm just I'm I'm exhausted by it. I mean, obviously I've not had enough yeah. sleep last night after a late finish and an early start this morning. But um, I'm just tired of the whole thing, and I'm now looking at my calendar. Just jumping ahead, we were saying on the match ball last night, six weeks. If you could go into a six week cryo sleep and just wake up at the end of it all, that's probably preferable. And I think that that's probably reflect, reflected in the Ellen Road crowd. To be honest, Phil, the fact that people are not getting angry yet so much as apathetic because they're just worn down by this and seeing the same mistakes, not just repeated, but compounded. Yeah, I think to go back to Augustine, there's been a feeling for a while now, hasn't there, that, that, that a lot of what's going on at least needs a reset and needs a fresh look, fresh pair of eyes, needs fresh leadership and, and fresh blood. This season's done absolutely nothing to to change that feeling. It's strange because... I do think there are good footballers in this squad and I've felt right the way through the season that there are good footballers in this squad, but at no point has it really been pieced together into a quality side. And I, I don't feel suddenly like we're any closer to that quality side coming together than we were when the season started. I mean, it's strange with Grassi. I still maintain that I quite like a lot of what he's done and, and I quite like his his approach to the games and, and I, I quite like his, his kind of tactical outlook. But results like this do a lot of damage, particularly at this point in the season. It lets teams around you smell blood. It begs questions internally of, can you get out of this? Can you make it happen? And it's strange how, you know, the minute before half time at Palace, you're thinking about moving on to 32 points. And then, you know, a week or so later, you're still on 29 and you've got mega, mega games ahead of you, which, you know, the, the confidence in Leeds winning them, I think, will, will not be particularly high. Um, very winnable matches, that's the thing. But in this form, it's, you know, it, it's unlikely to happen if they're making the same sort of mistakes and performing in the same way as they have against Palace and Liverpool. So it's very, very on the edge again. And I think, I, I just get the feeling that Ellen Road is tired of being on the edge. I think that was the nice thing about the initial you know, the initial run of form on the grass here was that it did start to feel calm again. There you go. Then we've uh, we've gone into uh, into overtime there, Phil, and we've hit the fifteen minutes as we heard with the final whistle. Just a final thought is my big takeaway from last night is, as a fan, even if we do stay up, I don't trust Victor Orta to spend money trying to sort out next season. It feels like we've reached um, the end of something. I think at the minute. Well, if they do stay up, we all expect um, takeover to go through and 49ers enterprises to to come in and and assume ownership of um, of Leeds. And in those circumstances, there the have to be big decisions. No, uh, there have to be reflections on the last two seasons, and there has to be a plan going forward for for making this better. Absolutely. Well, Phil, thank you for joining us on the uh, well, the Tuesday version of the uh, of the Monday Club and. Um... Hopefully a better, better days lie ahead and a better weekend in store. And it's not over yet, is it? That's the point. It's not over. We've got um, games with which to rescue this. It's still in our hands. Neither of us over. No. No, absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, Phil. Um, we will catch up later in the week over on the Athletic feed. The Phil Hay Show is over there. In the meantime, we'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 